afternoon. We've learned in the Sefer Derech Hashem of the Ramchal, in the second chapter, that the purpose of creation was to bestow upon the created being the maximum good that it is possible for a created being to receive. And the Ramchal explained that since absolute true good is only found in the Creator Himself. The way for the created being to receive the maximum good that he could possibly receive is by making, by being possible for the created being to attach himself, to be connected to the Creator and thereby derive benefits from that true ultimate good that is found that is inseparable from the essence of the Creator Himself to the degree that it is possible for a created being to receive and benefit. Of course, the question then arises, this is the intention of the Creator, to benefit His created beings to the maximum degree possible. Why is there a need for the created one, the human being, to be involved in that process. Why is the process of such a nature where he is instructed, given an entire array of obligations, commandments, directions, advice for him to be involved himself? Why can this ultimate good not just be given to him as a gift by the Almighty. What is preventing that? After all, the Almighty's desire is to give a person the maximum good. What is standing in the way? Why is there a need for the efforts, the tremendous efforts, and the involvements on the part of the person himself? And the Ramachal addresses this with an amazing and very deep answer. He says as follows, this is also in the second chapter in Derech Hashem, it says the divine wisdom, which is the ultimate truth, decreed that for this good to be complete, it is fitting, it is necessary that the one who is receiving that good be the owner of it, be the possessor of it which means the one who will acquire it himself. And they should not be one who the good is just attached to him. It says here, incidentally, what we might say as a gift. It has to be that he himself is acquiring and forging within himself that means of connection to the Creator in order to be able to be the recipient of that good. And he explains that in this fashion, it can be considered that he has some likeness as much as is possible to the Almighty's completion and perfection and is thereby fitting and capable of being attached to that completion and perfection of the Almighty. Because 
behold, we see, we understand. That the Almighty is complete and is perfect of His own true essence. It doesn't just happen to be that way. It certainly was not from any other source. But it is the truth of His own essence that demands, that makes it absolutely so that He should be perfect, that He is perfect and complete. And all deficiency is removed from Him perforce. This is absolute truth that the Almighty, the Creator is Himself perfect and complete. It is, it is of His own essence. However, this cannot exist by anyone else. This cannot exist by a created being. That there should be such a condition that his true essence demands that he be complete and perfect and removes from himself any deficiency. That is only possible by the Creator himself. But for the created being to be like the Creator to some degree, it is therefore necessary that at least he should be acquiring that completion which his own essence was not demanding, and that he should be removing from himself the deficiencies, of course, of his spiritual nature, that are otherwise possible to exist. And through that process of his acquiring the completion and perfection, and his removal of the deficiency, he is considered to be the possessor of that measure of completion that it is possible for him to acquire. It is his own. He has gained it. He has made it part of himself. And thereby he is fitting to be connected and attached to the Creator. And the Amchal continues, says, Therefore, the Almighty decreed and he arranged that there should be in existence aspects of completion and aspects of deficiency so that it would be possible for the created being to choose between the two of them. It is given to him the means through which to acquire to himself the aspects of spiritual completion and remove from himself any aspect of deficiency. And then it will be considered that he has likened himself to the degree that is possible to his Creator, and he will be fitting to be attached to the Creator and to benefit from the good of the Creator himself. He has made himself like his Creator to some degree. He's not innately complete and perfect, but he has forged that within himself. Of course, everything that he does is with the Creator's help, but essentially he has forged it within himself, and he is and is fitting to be called its owner, its possessor, and then as such, to some degree, it is of himself. So his completion and his perfection, his spiritual achievement is in this form of himself. In that manner, he is like his creator to some degree. And the Machal elaborates in the third parak, 
And he says that this is why it must be up to him to choose. And why it is placed before him complete freedom of choice between good and evil, between the aspects of completion and deficiency. Because if he would be forced in his actions to choose what's good, then he would not truly be called the possessor of his goodness. He is not its owner. He has been forced. It has been given to him by someone else. And the one who has given it to him, he is the true possessor of that measure of good and spiritual completion that has been given over. And then creator's plan would not be fulfilled. And therefore, it is absolutely necessary that it should be left to the human being's freedom of choice and that there should be an equal balance to the two sides where he is not forced to one direction or another. And he has that power to choose with his own understanding and his own desire whichever one he wants. And he has, of course, the means to acquire the one that he wants. Therefore, he's created with powerful force in each direction, and he's left with the power to choose to direct himself to the side, to the direction that he chooses. And uh, in addition to explaining to some degree, as much as we can grasp it, the reason for the need of our involvement and our major efforts in acquiring spiritual accomplishment and completion. This has a, a very significant ramification in our whole approach to the imparting of spiritual values to our children, to our students, and to good behavior. Because without this understanding, it is possible for easily be pulled in a direction of being focused just on accomplishing the good behavior without um, giving so much attention to the particular method that is used. Of course, there's a place for helping children from a young age develop good habits and uh, good practices to become familiar. But if the process that was used is one where essentially the young person is being forced, then at the very least, they are not developing the capacity to be choosing for themselves that which is good. There could be other uh, undesirable ramifications, which should be elaborated on on a different occasion. But what we see from the Ramachal is that it is so essential for a person to be the one who will be choosing for himself the good, the aspects of completion, the spiritual sense. And therefore, even from the young age, it is most advisable for the process to be one that includes, that enables, that empowers, that encourages, that inspires, but ultimately allows for the one who is still growing and developing to be the one who chooses the good for himself. If he's helped to realize that everything that's being offered to him is from a source of the greatest love and caring and desire for him to have everything good as the Creator desires for us, then it's quite likely that uh, he will be accepting 
and trusting and thereby in the course of his developing predominantly choosing to do that which is good and conditioning himself to be capable, to be familiar to be so powerful to choose that which is good when it's called when he's called upon to do so when he or she is called upon. Thank you very much.